Welcome to episode 361 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here as always. Got a good one this week because Mike Ariza and Amy Faith of The Fa are both here. We're going to talk a lot about their brand new band, their brand new single, music they've got coming, and everything in between. So all that's going to be coming up here in a bit. And there's an album that came out a couple weeks ago that I'm going to talk about. But first, I need to let you know who the sponsors are. Med Pharma Dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51, right off the highway. Very cool thing about them is they've got a drive through and I know a lot of dispensaries around here don't have that option. So if you call or text ahead, you can come right through that drive through pick up your stuff, and be on your way. You can also hit up Leafly.com to see their entire selection. Go in and check it out. Great staff, very knowledgeable, great people there. If you go in there and you mention you heard about them on Thunder Underground, They'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. If you follow them on our socials, MedFarm, P-H-A-R-M, on Facebook, MedFarm OK on Instagram. They're always running great specials, so you don't want to miss any of that. Something else that is always ongoing, 30% of their proceeds at all times go to build no-kill animal shelters. Cannabis with a cause is what they say, and that's an amazing thing. Most businesses anywhere don't donate nearly a third of their profits to anything. So for them to do this and to help out a worthy cause such as, you know, these animals that have been displaced, put them in a no-kill animal shelter. That's what we need more of this world. So check out Med Farm. Tell them you heard about them on Thunder Underground. Sunset Tattoo is a tattoo shop located in Midtown Tulsa. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed and they are mother approved. 25 plus years of experience. Check out the socials, Sunset Tattoo, on both Facebook and Instagram. Tons of photos there where you can check out all the work. Jake does amazing work. 25 plus years of experience. All different styles. Walk-ins are welcome. If you call or text him or message or whatever you need to do, figure out a time to go in there and talk to him about work you're looking to have done. I've had work done by him. I'm going to have more work done here in the future. And I know many other people that have as well. And everybody's always pleased with their work from Sunset Tattoo. So hit them up and tell them you heard about them right here. Finally, we've got DEB Concerts. Concert promoter based right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They brought tons of great shows to this area. I'm talking out throughout the years, Saxon. They brought Saxon to a club in downtown Tulsa. I mean, if that's all they ever did, I would say this is an amazing promoter. But they've done way, way more than that. Last in line... L.A. Guns, Lita Ford, Warrant, Bisto Blanco, all these bands and clubs. Then they stepped into the arena game. They brought in Snoop Dogg and Nelly. Then this year they brought back Snoop Dogg but with Ice Cube for two, two sold-out nights in a row at the BOK Center Arena. They also brought in the Metal Tour of the Year, Megadeth and Lamb of God, earlier this year. Just a couple months ago, they brought in Poison with... Tom Kiefer of Cinderella and L.A. Guns at the BOK Center as well. You can have more stuff coming up. So get on. Follow them on the socials, DEB Concerts, on Facebook and Twitter. The website is debconcerts.com. Follow them there so you don't miss any future updates. And, of course, I'll bring you future updates here as well. All right, before we jump into this interview with Mike and Amy, I wanted to talk about an album that came out here just about two weeks ago. From Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners. There's been a ton of great new music that's come out 
in the past few months. This is something I talked about on a recent episode. I know that we kind of expected that after the pandemic that more music would be coming out because a lot of bands had time to write stuff or stuff was recorded before or during the pandemic and they just held off until everything was back open and they could tour, all that great stuff. But this is not really a solo project, even though his name's in the title. It's a band effort. But Ginger Wildheart, of course, is known from the Wildhearts. They've been around for 30 years now. Great band out of England that has never really got the just do that they deserve in America, in my opinion. Fantastic band, fantastic songs, hooks, melodies, just great rock and roll. And like tons of bands from the United Kingdom or Scandinavia or Europe, hard rock bands, metal bands, a lot of them, you know, that have been around as long as the Wild Hearts somehow seem to fly under the radar in America because, you know, your mainstream American radio is pretty shitty at times. But... That's a whole story for another day. Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners. If you had to describe it with one genre adjective, I would say Roots Rock. But this is one of those ones that you could describe with several adjectives. Roots. Americana. Country Rock. Rock and Roll. Southern Rock, maybe. Classic Rock Tinged. Whatever adjective you want to use, that kind of summarizes it. And... In a press release for it, I saw where Ginger, kind of, this is paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but he mentioned that this is kind of their way of, I guess, expressing love for the music they grew up on, which which would be a lot of 70s rock. And he mentioned bands like the Allman Brothers, Georgia Satellites, Wilco. It's obviously not 70s with Wilco, but 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. Status Quo, The Kinks. I'm sure I'm forgetting a million other rock bands. But that kind of gives you an idea. And speaking of Status Quo, they do a cover of their song Dirty Water. And they also do a cover of Georgia Satellite's song Six Years Gone. But the other eight tracks on here are original for the Sinners. And just like with the Wild Hearts, Ginger Wildheart is a fantastic songwriter. And you kind of get that stamp that Ginger's known for with those big, you know, kind of melodic choruses, hooks that you got from the Wild Hearts into this style of rock and roll. You know, one of the songs, the song that jumped out to me the most is the song Work in Progress. It's a little more, quote unquote, rock and roll than the other songs. More upbeat, kind of raucous at times, and it's totally the type of song you could hear in a small bar You know, those bars that bring in your traditional country or your rockabilly bands or even metal bands. There's a bar here in the Tulsa area called the Mercury Lounge that, you know, brings in that mix of styles. And this is totally the type of music you could hear coming out of there. Ginger shares the vocals on this throughout with Neil Iveson. Their voices work well together. I know there's a couple songs where you can hear them both and then other songs they both each take a lead. But the album opens up with this song, Wasted Times, which I think was the first single. I should have looked that up. I know there's been at least a couple singles so far 
that I can't remember exactly what they were, but I'm pretty sure Waste of Times was one of them. And it's kind of like an, it gives you that kind of upbeat country rock kind of feel. And this album throughout, you know, just kind of varies between those styles, like Footprints in the Sand. When I first heard it, I'm like, man, this just, this song really gives you the vibe of a classic timeless hit. Like if someone was to pull this up in the year, what are we in, 2022, in the year 2052, 30 years from now, even if this doesn't become a radio hit, you would think, oh, this is a huge hit from a bygone era. It's kind of got a maybe a John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen kind of vibe to it. And then you've got this, you know, you've got the songs Dirty Water that have a little bit, you know, of a rock and country feel as well, like these other ones that kind of mix between country rock, southern rock, all this, you know, I'm like, I'm just listing genres over and over, but it's kind of hard to, an easier way to give you an idea, but he mentions Wilco as one of those bands that they're influenced by, and Wilco, to me, I'm a big fan of Jay Farrar and Sunbolt, and I think whenever I listen to this, even though it doesn't really sound like Sunvolt, there's a couple moments in a few songs that it does, but that's the closest thing I could say of a singular band that I would say that you kind of get a vibe from. This is just the kind of the album that you can throw on, you know, that Sunday morning. You wake up, have some coffee. Even if you're into the heavy stuff, you know, you need stuff like this on occasion. And I assume if you're listening to this podcast, more than once, you're probably a hard rock or metal fan because that's what we, the theme of this podcast has always been. But branch out on occasions, for instance, this episode with the Faw, the Faw isn't hard rock, even though one of the members come from that area. Same thing with this. This came on my radar because of Ginger Wildheart. And I'm very glad it did. So if you're into to anything that I mentioned here a bit ago, you need to really check this out. It's just one of those albums that you can rock straight through and you want to listen to again. It's only here. I just had it up a minute ago. It is 37 minutes long. 10 songs. So by the time it ends, you're like, let's listen to this motherfucker again. So do that. Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners. Check it out. All right, The Faw. Brand new band featuring Mycorrhiza and Amy Faith. Mycorrhiza has been on here now four times. First time was way back. I should have looked up the number, but I believe it was like episode 13 or 15 or 17 or something. So you were going way back because like I said, as you can tell, this is now episode 361. So back into the early days of this podcast. Mike was on here by himself. And then he came back a couple different times with Jeffrey Sandoval. And Jeff was the vocalist for Frank Hainan Band whenever both him and Mike were in the band. And then, of course, after that, they did their own music. They released some music under their names, Mike Ariza and Jeffrey Sandoval, under the name Project Playlist. And then they converted that into the band Healing the Fray, which is still going. And they should be... According to Mike, you know, he could correct me if I'm wrong, but that should be kind of up and going again in 2023. So if you have not checked out Healing the Fray, definitely do that to hear Mike's hard rock side of guitar playing. Or the album Six String Soldiers from Frank Hannon Band came out about 10 years ago now. Fantastic. Amy Faith, 
the vocalist of the Fa, phenomenal voice. And that's not just a random adjective to throw in front of someone's voice. I mean, an adjective to throw in front of me talking about her voice. It is the truth. And you'll hear it whenever you check out their debut single, which is called Don't Forget This. I'm going to have a link here in the comments on Facebook and probably SoundCloud as well. You can pretty much find them anywhere you hear music, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all that great stuff. But Don't Forget This was released about a couple weeks ago, the debut single, and it's just, you know, a straight up stripped down guitar and vocal song. Like, that's it. That's Mike's guitar and Amy's voice. And we talk a lot about that here coming up here in just a few minutes. But I mean, when, when bands do that, especially as a debut single, I mean, I love it because it's a statement, you know, it's like, here we are. And, you know, it's just kind of an, a raw emotional entrance into, you know, what these two artists are going to bring to you. And like they speak about an interview, we don't know exactly where this is going to go on the outside, but they kind of give us a little bit of a hint. Some other styles they're going to bring in to their future music. So that's something else to be looking forward to, but that's also something that they can explain better than I can. So let's jump into this interview. Here's Micah Riza and Amy Faith. I know it's not metal, but it's definitely high-end premium music. It's life yeah. metal. <laughs> life metal? I like that. <laughs> I mean, just jumping into that, you guys just like officially announced this recently. Today. Have you been getting in this, you know, and you released the video just yesterday, right? Today. This morning. This morning, okay. Yeah. And have you been getting good response since you announced the project and now with the music being out as well? Yeah, we have. I think um, it's a unique thing because each of us has, we come from our own backgrounds and pursuits, you know, and we come from different backgrounds. And so we're bringing this like totally new entity together that really are um, in a lot of ways, polar opposites genre wise. And we've come together with this uh, beautiful song that we've created together. So I think people are just starting to get used to this new union you know this new energy that the two of us bring together and so i think it's that part is maybe compelling to people just because it's like wow we got this kind of like jazz soulful singer and this heavy metal guy and here they are coming together with this uh project of their own so i mean playing off that before we you know get into the song and everything i was gonna ask you later but you kind of brought it up so like i mean your background is jazz or yeah um it's a lot it's jazz um I mean, pop, uh, classical, I'm a classical singer as well, musical theater. So kind of a vast variety of things. As a songwriter, I've been a pop songwriter most of my life, but I have a lot of influences that come from those various areas that have made me who I am as an artist. Obviously, with you guys being from different backgrounds like that, you know, being a couple, obviously, that's an, you know, an easy catalyst to say, hey, let's do this. But whose idea was it? Was it a collective thing or did one of you, one of you first say, Hey, let's make some music together. 
I feel like it kind of naturally evolved. I mean, obviously we we met and we both knew we were musicians, but that definitely wasn't like the th- like, oh, we're going to date because we're both musicians. Like it took a, a quite a while for us to actually start creating together and even talking about the idea of songs and what we could do potentially together as a duo and a musical um, direction. So it it took a while and it just kind of organically evolved. I think both of us, we just, it started with just like him strumming the guitar in the living room at breakfast in the morning and, you know, me just hearing something and singing a melody. And then we're like, oh, shoot, let's record this. Like on our phones, we're like recording, you know, a memo, a voice memo. And they're like, we need to do something with this song. This is great. And so it just like naturally evolved. Yeah, there was no plan like Mm -mm. any other projects that we've been, you know, associated with. Like this is the this is the theme and this is uh, what it's going to sound like and the vibe. It was just um, it's really a a crux of like just our relationship and our respect and our love for each other. And, um, you know, it was a natural evolution just creative expression you know yeah well when it comes to don't forget this was that kind of born out of what you just said a minute ago just honestly yes actually i can remember the morning he was in the kitchen i was making breakfast or i was doing something he comes up with the guitar and he starts strumming this beautiful melody these chords and i'm like oh yes like please let's let's see where this goes and you know, uh, we had a, just the chord progression, obviously, as you know, from hearing the song, it's very open and very simple, but I just immediately heard a, a melody in my head. And then the song, uh, lyrically wrote itself in like 10 minutes. So that one happened, it happened very quick. And it was just literally just playing around in the kitchen in the morning yeah. with the guitar. And Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, like my own recording studio in my house. I mean, that's, that's the great thing that we're talking about, like with technology and stuff like that is, everybody can make music now and music videos. So um, we recorded it here in uh, our house and um, we sent it over to, well, we actually commissioned uh, several of my uh, uh, producing and engineering friends that I've worked with over the years. And uh, all of them were tied up with their schedules. Um, And uh, through the rotation, um, the one that responded right away uh that was free was uh bobby ferrari an amazing producer and engineer um we didn't really have like hey we want to work with this guy knowing that uh everybody's still fighting for their lives post covid we sent out a a mass text and phone call to see who was available so we didn't really like have anybody like particularly in mind um i just utilized the resources from all my great uh engineer friends that I've worked with over over the years and and when you do things like that it, it always uh the journey of things always sends you to the right person and Bobby Ferrari was definitely the right person for this yeah gosh I mean just his energy and his essence uh it just really resonates with who we are as people and artists and it was just and of course his work like we were so thrilled with what he did uh, to the mix and you know um it's just it was it, it was divine it worked out beautifully did he have some input outside of what you guys had envisioned or was it more just a mixing straightforward was, type process for on his end yeah it was it was uh for this song it was um just mixing he did have some we release it to him and what that means is 
we gave him three tracks, <laughs> a <laughs> mic on the guitar, a DI, a direct input from the guitar, and uh, Amy's vocal track and uh, raw. And so um, all of my, our other like uh, engineering friends know that it's really hard to mix something like that because there's nothing else. Um, it's also hard to write a song uh, like this. Um, it's easy to have, you know, we've talked about this before, but it's very easy with Pro Tools to create layers upon layers upon layers and uh, homogenize things. So um, that's why we wanted to put out a song like this as our first track is to have that vulnerability and space and uh, honesty, honesty, you know, make it raw. Yeah. And human, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I like that idea of it being your first song because it really, a song like this really showcases both. I mean, it's just the vocals and the guitar, so it showcases that. It also makes it where you can't really hide behind anything not that either one yeah. of you would need to but it showcases how good you both are and also mm -hmm. i i dig the fact that the song doesn't follow that typical standard kind of verse chorus verse chorus type thing yeah and so it kind of just sets its part part of or it sets itself apart in that way thank you for noticing yeah. that those are things that we have talked about and just and i think it's it really just says uh, everything about what it is that we're doing here. I mean, we are creating a brand, but we haven't put ourselves in any box. We haven't defined a specific sound or, a, you know, we're just, we're just being open and being honest with the chemistry, the musical chemistry that we have together and just allowing these pieces to just come to life as they want to. And I think, you know, maybe just as an indirect testament to just being free, you know, and in a world where we're all trying so hard to fit in or follow the mold or, you know, you know, follow the template. We just want to um, exercise freedom and in, in our art. And perhaps that will come through and what people experience when they listen. And yeah, thank you for noticing yeah. that, bro, because, um, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, as a songwriter producer myself um i struggled man like uh god do we need to add like a bridge to this do we need to you know because I've, I've been conditioned to follow the same because you know in other projects or or just as an artist i shouldn't say other projects but just as an artist uh, we have this um you know follow the the lane uh of heading north towards having a typical song. So um, for me, I it, I had to exercise a lot of discipline um, to not want to add those layers. And uh, uh, Amy was uh, paramount on my growth in that area. I mean, coming from, you know, rock and heavy rock, it's about, you know, loud, bombastic stuff. And, uh, you know, doing this, uh, song taught me that you can still do that and leave space. There's lots of other bands that have done that, but uh, I can tell you all of my other uh, artists out there that I'm sure they know this, but um, leaving space um, in a song uh, takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. And that's really evident in this because I think there's a lot of points where it's just your voice, right? Like there's the guitar and then your voice and they're not always at the same time, which yeah. is, I guess the idea of space, but yeah definitely yeah. yeah man i mean 
guitar players are always like tagged as like noodle. <laughs> yeah. You know, always, and hey, man, you know, <clears throat> we always want to have that, uh, you know, count in the bars till it's time for us to do our lead, you know, yeah. have a riff change. And so, uh, you know, um, and all the other band members uh, that have guitar players, I mean, we we're well known for that. And man, nobody champions that more than me. Um, so with this, I'm very proud personally and collectively that we were able to create that space. And one thing I really want to point out is, um, you know, you know, all the years I've been doing this uh, in the industry, I've been around so many great, mag magnificent, you know, platinum selling artists and so many awesome things that um, Amy is world class, you know. Uh, she doesn't need an accompaniment. Uh, she doesn't need any of that. And so uh, as a songwriter and co-writer with her, um, you know, I just, I want to, you know, just maybe present like a, uh, it's an accompaniment. And so it's very different approach and are the things I've done before, songs I've co-written before in the past. Thank you. <laughs> you kind of mentioned not being, I don't remember how you worded it, putting a box kind of on the sound of this project. Is that something that, I mean, you guys have written other songs in this one, right? Kind of the way you spoke earlier. Yeah. I mean, what could someone expect from future music? Is it going to be, is it going to be the same format, you know, with just guitar and vocal, or are we going to have? We're going to just keep surprising everybody. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have uh, visions of full production stuff in our minds. In fact, our next tune that we've already started writing will have full production. It'll be a full a, a full band. It'll have drums and some other things. So we're just going to go with what feels right. I think the acoustic thing is it's just so intimate. And at me it personally, like I, I crave that intimacy in, in a performance, whether it's in studio or live. And so I'll always, you know, reach for that. Um, but then there's something super cool just about a fully produced, you know, song that just raw, you know, can grab you. So I think um, it's really gonna, we'll mix it up. We'll be doing a variety of things. Yeah. You know, um, we're just, Honestly, we're just very fortunate to be in the position that we're in. Uh, we met as artists and we started talking and we had so much in common apart from music. That's why there was no like plan when we first started dating uh, to evolve in anything like this, because we had we connected on so many of the other levels of life mm -hmm. and so many multitudes of it and so multidimensional that you know, we actually grew those things first yeah. Um, before we put music into the mix of things. And so um, we believe that that's why um, this song connects um, and the video connects because it's, um, you know, it's a, it was a patient thing with us. And um, so what we're working on and what we're building is a brand together. Um, so the FAW, which is the name of our brand, is uh the f is for amy's last name which is faith the a is the last name for my you know my last name and then there's some other like really cool things in it like it's the fourth note of the major scale which is <laughs> you know there's some number sequences in there because we we like that type of stuff um yeah. our birth dates and stuff like that and it honestly it's just one of those things like well what are you gonna call it and it's just like 
what about this? And it just, it stuck. So, um, and in addition to that, um, you know, what we're presenting is not a typical project. Uh, We're presenting the vulnerability and the sincerity of who we are as a couple. And that's what we're um, presenting to people. And we have right now, we have some merchandise uh, along with it. You know, like, like I said, we, coffee cup because we love coffee and you know a shirt and a hoodie the things that you would expect we have a tote and some stickers um we and we even have uh uh we've put out um on our page that uh we have an option because we've done a couple of covers um if someone would like to commission us to do a cover for them our own rendition of it um you can hire us to do that um we're going to implement other things into the brand uh, like uh, uh, commission us for uh, poetry and stuff like that and uh, performances as well, live. So have you thought of live yet at all? I mean, is that something that's, I mean, obviously you've thought of it, but I mean, is that something that's coming up sooner than later or that be down the road? I mean, we're hoping sooner than later. I think <laughs> just um, we're just getting the foundation of things together so that we have what we need to go and do you know, a set and, um, we were building it and it's, it's almost ready. So hopefully sooner than later, I know I'm, I'm anxious to do it because for me, live performance is just, that's the ultimate, you know, I, Mike enjoys it as well. So to be able to do that together, I think is something that would be very special. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is, um, you know, doing this as long and, uh, we all know that the challenge to go out throughout the country and play live is the the financing, right? As you know, and um, the thing that we've been conscious of is, you know, uh, you know, singer, guitar player, um, acoustic, building it there and making that the brand. And then as things grow, uh, if we need to bring it in, you know, uh, world-class musicians. And the great news is, you know, um, you know, personally, I've been able to work with so many world-class musicians throughout the country that if it came into a regional thing, uh, we have that taken care of, um, you know, depending on what part of the country it is, um, all the connections, you know, that, and they're all rock musicians, right? But um, they're all uh, rock musicians that are capable to adapt to what we'd be looking for. And they're great people, you know, um, great people is the, well, that's what matters yeah. when you're going to go do shows with people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know today that things are done differently with singles and everything, but with you guys writing this music, are you looking towards an EP or an album or is it going to be just a single as you complete them type of thing? You know, um, honestly, it, gosh, we would love to do an album, but the reality is, and I'm, this isn't true for every artist, but historically, um, you know, since people aren't buying CDs anymore, um, you lose a lot of, you know, analytic uh, momentum when you release a full album and it's streaming, right? So if you get like 10 or 12 songs and you put them all out on one date, you get your two-week sales. All of the artists understand what two-week sales are. Um, and it's, it's a it just doesn't make business sense to do an album right now or where singles is, are going to be our business model for now. Um, would we love to release an album? Yes, we would love to do it if we knew that um, 
we ha- had the interest to purchase, um, you know, a format that's tangible, such as a CD. Um, that, uh, as everybody else knows, that's something that really does well when you are out doing shows, when you can, yeah, you know, give people something to leave with. So we would, uh, that's not out of the question, but it's not the focus right now, if that makes any sense. Right. Well, Mike, from a from your standpoint, having been doing this for a long time, like you mentioned in the rock world with Frank Hannon and Jeff and everything throughout the years, is it kind of intimidating to step into a new lane like this? Um, it's cha- it, it is. I don't want to say intimidating. Uh, and thank you. That's an awesome question. Um, it's um, to be honest with you, it's invigorating. It's um, it's inspiring uh, because this isn't um, a, a music project. This is a life with the woman that I love. We're in love. We're building, not only are we building a life together, but we're building a family business together. So um, it's something I've never done before in my life. And uh, not only are we compatible as lovers, but um, the way we work together, is just, it's, it's just, it's a dream come true. I think we're we're learning so much from each other too, with the fact that we come from such different backgrounds. And of course, we've all had different experiences in our lives, but even just musically speaking, you know, I'm learning a lot from him with the influence and experiences that he's had, which have greatly differed from mine. So I think that in itself is cool because we're growing as musicians in that way, just because we're being exposed to different perspectives and um you know, seeing different things from each other as musicians, you know. I find a lot of, I'm very grateful for the projects, you know, uh, the Six String Soldiers album, the Project Playlist, and the Healing the Fray, and um, being able to uh, work with, you know, Frank Hannon from Tesla, Dickie Betts from the Allman Brothers, um, you know, Dave Menachetti from YNT, and uh, so on, uh, Aaron Lee from YNT, and Courtney D'Augustine and, you know, it's all these great, amazing artists. Um, the benefit of that is, um, you know, the, um, you know, some spillover notoriety that we'll get uh, interest in this project. That's, that's a great benefit. But in addition to that, um, you know, personally, you know, I believe in this just as much, if not more as anything else that I've worked on. Um, in fact, there's more vulnerability for me and there's more eagerness with this because it's more, this is a true representation of my complete life uh, because of Amy and because of the love and the relationship that we have. The other projects were represent representation of mycorrhizae of the artists. This is us as artists, the FA plus our love and our life together. So it's, it's a, it's a lot more out there. And, and to me, and to us, that's amazing. We're very lucky. Do you look at trying to pull in that fan base from Frank Hannon Band and Healing the Fray and everything? I mean, absolutely. obviously, you want to pull in any fans you can get, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, is that yes. something you're going to actively push for at the beginning of this? Yes, uh, to be quite frankly honest, honestly uh, honest with you, yeah. Um, uh, the the fans from Six Screen Soldiers, you know, from the Frank Hannon Band have always been amazing and they've always supported, you know, our, our endeavors since uh, that project, you know, ran its course. Um, 
you know, the, the Tesla fans, you know, moved over to that because of Frank and they welcomed, you know, Jeff and I into that and the other projects that we went to uh, after that, you know, the uh, project playlist and then the Healing the Fray album. And yes, uh, I would love, we would love um, to for those fans. And you know why? The the Tesla fans are um, dedicated. They're it's a it's a it's a family. You know, um, Tesla is a um, one of the only bands on the planet that uh, is truly connected with their fans. Now, I don't want to diminish anybody else. I don't want that to be a, a headline, right. but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, you know, there's every band out there has a great. What I should say, and I'm going to correct myself. Every band out there has a great um, connection with their fans. I've been fortunate to be part of the Tesla family for many years, and they're beautiful people and beautiful fans. And, of course, we would love for them to share in our expression. Well, you mentioned this being, you know, like a family business. And you guys, you said you guys met as performers. Like, so, like, where did the... Did you guys know each other, before, you know, before you guys became a couple or is this something where no. you met at a show or? Yeah, I had a show. That kind of thing. Okay. I had a show and we have a mutual friend um, who had plans to come out and see me at that show that evening and just invited Mike to come and just hang out with him, you know, so they were at the bar and um yeah, I just I went up to see our mutual friend and of course introduced myself to who he brought um that evening afterwards and we just connected and it, we were friends actually just before thinking of dating honestly we just you know it was that kind of a thing so just immediately we I think we recognized like a kinship like well, something compelling about this person I'd like to just get to know them more um and I think you know he he got a chance to see me perform live so he saw some of my artistry and um, I wanted to just know more about him and what he was about. So we became friends that evening and it just kind of carried on from there. Took a bit and then we kind of started to date. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was blown away. She did a cover of Whitney Houston. And, um, you know, I had mentioned, you know, all the artists that I've been, that had the privilege to be around. And she just like completely blew me away and it touched me. Uh, in so many levels. And um, I says, you know what? We, I asked her to take a picture of me and I put a post on social media, like, you know, uh, everybody, you just got to, wherever you're at, you just got to hear her sing because she's amazing. And yeah, she, you know, that's, that's how it all started. Honestly. I was so like moved that he did that. Like we took a photo together that night. He just kind of have a picture. So we took it. And then the next day I see he, like friended me on Facebook, I think it was, and he had posted it. And I was just, I don't know, maybe I just, I was moved that, you know, this person that I didn't even know was just so supportive and, you know, trying to channel people my way um, just from the experience that he had, you know, with me at my show. And I, I was just so touched by it. Like, I just remember like, wow, you know, that's such a nice thing for him to do being that we just met. So yeah, it kind of just went from there. <laughs> you know, that's what social media, you know, should be used for, right? Is um, if you have X amount of followers or people that are engaged with you to, um, you know, kind of like when we were younger, someone 
I mean, my life was always changed when someone would hand me uh, a mixtape. You know, that was, you know, that's how I grew up. You know, I've got countless friends saying, oh, you like, you know, you know, Sepultura or you like Obituary. Man, you got to hear this band, this band and, you know, from Germany or whatever and hand you a mixtape of all these other bands you never heard. Um, I think that's cool with social media. You can find other artists and that are not, you know, top 40 artists and post it and say, hey, man, you guys got to check this out. So that's, you know, that's that's how we met. <laughs> so kind of speaking on what you just said, when you guys became friends and then a couple, did you expose each other to new artists you might not have been familiar with? I don't know if you're oh, a fan yeah. of heavy metal before or if you're a fan of a lot yeah. of the stuff she had been doing. You know, I yeah. think we've both done that. I know for me, like I'm getting a good education. Like I grew up <laughs> with a lot of great music. I mean, my dad loved classic rock and and you know the popular contemporary song of songs of the time. So I was well versed in that. But like heavy metal, like I'm actually learning like so much about um heavy metal, but also just so, you know, some history of like some of the most iconic bands and I'm really enjoying it. Um, so that's been really fun. And I don't know what you would say as far as. Yeah. I mean, Amy's turned me on to some music from the fifties. Uh, I mean, I know jazz standards and stuff like that, but I never really like, honestly, you know, everybody knows jazz standards, of course, but I never really like got deep into it uh, to understand the history of it. And so yeah, I mean, she's she's an expert on that. And, you know, um, I'm stoked that, like, you know, she'll it now because of me. She'll listen to, like, Periphery. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some ceilings, you know, uh, <laughs> for her because she's a singer. Most singers uh, normally, like, look away at, like, the death metal stuff. But uh, she's been open to, um, you know... Uh, there's like a band uh, monuments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, where the, you know, I can't think of the kid's name, but I showed her a video of a sing through video of him where he's, he's going to growling and then he's going to singing and she can appreciate that. So it's not that she's turning her nose to it. She just hasn't really been exposed to it. So there's that, you know, the history of Judas priest and iron maiden and uh, Metallica. We saw a great documentary on that. That's been really fun to learn. I, I hope to continue to learn. And he's he's such a he he just knows so much about so much. Like he knows all the facts and all the history. And so it's like it's fun to get to learn from him and you know grow as a just well-rounded uh lover of music, you know. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, earlier being influenced by pop and classical and everything. Like who is there a specific artist that made you want to be a singer or Oh, man. Was it a collection of people? I mean, Whitney Houston was one of my greatest, um, you know, iconic divas that I just worshipped. Um, Aretha Franklin, Etta James, Anita Baker. Um, who else? Barbara Streisand. You know, I've always considered myself a balladeer. I just could live in ballads just because of the dynamic and the emotion and the ability to just take them on a musical experience, your audience, you know? So that's always been my thing. So I've been drawn to those types of artists all my life since I was a little girl. Um, so those are probably some of the main ones I'd say. 
Well, when you guys look at this, like, I mean, you've described it as a brand and a family business and everything. I mean, obviously you're hoping to take this as far as you can, but what's the idea behind this? Are you hoping to make this like a full-time project if, if it can be? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. We want to tour, we want to, you know, do shows and travel together and have that experience together. Uh, We really want to build our brand to, you know, of course, merchandise, but there are other things, you know, we have other skill sets that we really feel like we can bring together and forms of writing and photography and in movies and videography and all forms of expression. Honestly, I think we're really drawn to, and of course, um, contributing to causes that mean something to us and where we can share uh, and hopefully make a difference for people. Yeah. You know, uh, the pandemic taught us a lot, you know, um, one of the perspectives that we have is it taught us what we don't want to do, you know, um, being home was, I think for a lot of people, like, man, what am I doing? Like, what am I chasing? What am I after? Where's my truth and my value? And everybody has their own perspective of that. And what I see that it's very encouraging from a lot of people is they're no longer going against that corporate nine to five grain, you know, uh, that grind, excuse me. Um, People are saying, you know, I'm not doing that. Nope. I'm not doing that. You know, um, there's this phrase called like silently quitting. And uh, there's this guy that I follow on social media says, forget quietly quitting, never applying. You know, Uh, we only get to do this once, you know, um, my dad uh, passed away two years ago, lived a great life. And one of the things that he told me uh, while he was still healthy enough to talk and was um, do everything in life that you want to do today. That's great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what does that mean for me? What does that mean for Amy? What does that mean for us? What does that mean for the listeners? It's up to each one of us to find that truth and, and, uh, want to fulfill that and our truth is you know living life together traveling together and uh, not being with the shackles of corporate america or and and please don't um, we're not trying to diminish people that are working for corporate america uh, what we're saying is what our truth is is having more free time uh, to be together and uh, being efficient with uh, how we make a living and and you know, our, our truth of prosperity and great health. Do you at all think about, you know, a lot of people say don't work with the one you love because <laughs> if it, you know, <laughs> you're too, you're together too much. I mean, is that something that's even, I mean, if, it, if you're in love, yeah. it doesn't really matter. It just depends on the people. I think I don't really yeah. believe that myself, but yeah, that's a great question. It is. I mean, even in the time that we've been doing this, we both have these different, uh, we can, turn on and off different pieces of our skill sets and personalities. When we work together, it's not like we're like, (laughs) we're both very like business oriented, goal oriented. And we both know each other's personalities. Like Taurus. Yeah. We're both Taurus. (laughs) Very like um, focused. And so when we're in that mode, we're working as if we're just two partners that are like coming into the studio for the day, getting stuff done and it's, you know, it's business, you know, and then when it's done, it's like, then we're like, 
okay and then we get back to like our things so yeah, couple life it yeah. doesn't feel like it's like there's this pressure to maintain like this perfect romance during the work hours because we're definitely not that way we're very just task oriented we know what we're doing we know what we want what we're after and we pursue that well we we communicate very well um we that's one of the reasons you know that we were able to build a relationship like this is um our dialogue and our openness and honesty and communication is you know um it's amazing and along comes with that is when you're when you can be honest with your partner um and transparent and communicate and take a moment to, and self-reflective right so um you know um i've got you know my skill set is you know the pro tools you know the logic the the um you know the adobe programs and and all of the video editing and all that stuff that and the, the web stuff, the technical stuff, that's my skill set. So I get into this mode where I just, you know, get these blinders on and I'm only working and my self-reflection is to take a stop, step back and stop, take my hands off the keyboard and, uh, you know, ask her for in- input and stuff like that. Um, so we, that when, you, if you can, take that responsibility for yourself you know each time you're doing something together with somebody it allows you to get out of bad habits and um we communicate to each other um hey you know this is making me feel like this whatever it may be i know it sounds contrived but it really does work yeah no i believe you i mean i've been in a couple of relationships where if we had been more communicative, we'd probably still be in that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as, you know, cliche as it sounds, communication really is the yeah. key. Like it just really is. And so I think, I think we're both at a point in our lives too, having both lived, you know, and gone through different experiences uh, before we met that we're just, uh, we've been able to work on ourselves and get to a place where like, let's figure this out. You know, we're, we're not, uh, you know, we know what we've, we've been, we've been there. So we're really just kind of applying things that we've learned in the past. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, treat each other the way we want to be treated and understanding those things. And we have a really good balance. Like, you know, there's times where there's something that needs to be worked on and one of us will go and cook uh, for dinner or, you know, make the coffee or, do the dishes. So, um, you know, there's a, there's times where, um, I'll hand the ball off to her and say, this is over my head. I need your genius here, you know, cause she's brilliant at a lot of things that I'm not at. So, uh, when you can recognize and be able to hand the ball back and forth to each other, uh, it makes it productive and it, that's what makes it fun. Um, it's not just like work, it's fun. So yeah. who's the better cook? <laughs> He makes really good breakfast. I make him make breakfast. Well, do I make you or do you enjoy doing well, it? Well, my, <laughs> you know, so we've agreed that like breakfast is mine. Yeah, breakfast <laughs> is his. Dinner is is mine. Um, and you know what? Neither of us are gourmet. Okay, <laughs> or are we kidding? Like we make simple, healthy things. You know, simple, few ingredients. Just try and keep it clean as possible with some fun stuff thrown in there but yeah, yeah we're just we're simple we don't really uh 
need super fancy stuff. All yeah. The time. I mean, we're committed to each other's mental health, physical health and dietary health. <laughs> so is that, were you that way before you met him? I'm assuming. Cause I, I mean, I know a bit about him and I know he's been into the health and hiking and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I have come from a real health oriented um, background and lifestyle all my life. So that's definitely been a part okay. of my thing. So we kind of bring to each other, you know, both of our uh, practices and have kind of integrated into what works for us. Yeah, but she's... like, interestingly enough, we're like, we're so similar in a lot of ways that it wasn't a big effort to be like, okay, now we're going to start eating like this or that. It was just, he <laughs> eats anything, honestly. Like, he's so easy. I think I'm the pickier one, actually. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time with me. I love this first track and really looking forward to hearing what you guys have coming. Thank you. Yeah, brother, thank you for bringing us on. Super grateful for it, man. And, thank you. Uh, yeah. you know, once again, it's Amy Faith and me, Mike Ariza. Our brand name is The Tha for F for Amy Faith, A for Ariza. Um, we have our video out now. Um, our single is available for streaming effective Wednesday the 12th. Um, I mean, we'll give you the links where you can find us. Uh, we've got music, merch, merchandise, and uh, we really want to drive that, uh, you know, if you would. We've done some covers before. If you'd like to hear us rend- uh, perform a rendition of a cover song that you like, you can commission us uh, uh, to do that for you. Um, the, uh, that's something that we're bringing to the table that we think is very unique. And it's a it's a service that we're offering that uh, was very fun and enlightening. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot of bands uh, doing that. Um, and so there's that. And uh we look forward to, to coming back to um, to talk about the next song when we're done with that. And we're getting to release that one. We're, we're looking forward to that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. There you go. Micah Riza and Amy Faith of The Faw. A huge thank you to both of them for taking some time out there to talk to me. We got together on Zoom, recorded this interview, talking about their new song, Don't Forget This, and everything else they've got coming up. So be sure and look up the song. Don't forget this. Save it. Buy it. All that great stuff. Follow these guys. Do what you got to do so you don't miss future updates from the fall when they have morning music coming. All right. And like I mentioned beforehand, Mike Ariza has been on this podcast three other times. One of those in the early days by himself and in two other times with Jeffrey Sandoval, the vocalist for Healing the Fray, Mike's band. But speaking of that, if this is your first time listening, man, you've got 360 episodes you could delve through. Besides those three that featured Mike, you know, Mike was also in the Frank Hannon band. Frank Hannon has been on this podcast four times as well. We've also had on Brian Wheat of Tesla. We've also had on Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple and the Dead Daisies, one of the greatest vocalists that have ever graced this earth. That's my opinion, and I also believe it as a fact. Speaking of other amazing vocalists, Michael Monroe was on here recently, a few months ago. Ty Tabor of King's X was on here this year. Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Dio. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Bruce Kulick, formerly of Kiss. 
Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses, Paige Hamilton of Helmet, Kenny Hickey of Typo Negative, Tommy Victor of Prong, Mark Kendall of Great White has been on here a couple times. Members of Corrosion and Conformity, Death Angel. We've now had on f- three, four different members of Megadeth. None of those being Dave Mustaine, of course, but hey. We've had on other great members like David Elfson. We've also had on Alex Skolnick of Testament, Shooter Jennings. Man, the list is very long, so check it out. TheThunderUnderground.com, you can listen there. Also has all the socials on there. So click on all those, follow, like, subscribe, whatever you need to do. Wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, follow, like, or subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, Josie Scott of the original vocalist of Saliva will be on here soon. I recorded an interview with him recently. Also recorded an interview recently with Millie Bajetovich of Steelheart. I say Millie. I haven't seen it written that way in quite a while. I know he used to, you know, Miljinko is his name, but he used to, in the early days, I believe, go by Mike, and then he was going by Millie for a while, but normally now I always see it just written as his full name. So, Miljinko, the original, the founding member of Steelheart, still has that going, and of course, known from the movie Rockstar and Steel Dragon, we talk about all that. Then, Simon Daniels. The vocalist of Autograph will be here very soon as well. Just recorded that. I feel like there's another one. Regardless, you've got stuff to look forward to, so look forward to these episodes coming very soon. And in the meantime, check out some previous ones. All right. Once again, a huge thank you to Med Farm, DEB Concerts, Sunset Tattoo, and of course, Mike and Amy of the FA. And until next time. Living the gangster life by having coffee at 6.30 in the morning with our branded fa cup. <laughs> but it's not the morning. Yeah, so I was about to say, it's not 6.30 6 in, in the morning. The Did I say morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, if I'm coming or going. <laughs> yeah. So that's just coffee? It's not coffee and vodka or anything? <laughs> no, just coffee. <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Thunder underground, y'all.